Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back on the stream. Bringing you all the gleam like my man uh, Marty Schartenheimer used to talk about before game. He used to talk about the gleam. Listen, man, we got a text message. I hope you're listening. Unknown texter 2320. He said, <laughs> he said he wanted to hear the end of Jay story about getting lit up by Dishman. You sound like you friends with Dishman. Here's what happened. See? Here's exactly what happened, man. I just was getting baptized into playing middle linebacker, and I was scraping on these cats like Hardy Nickerson. You know who Hardy Nickerson is? I know who Hardy Nickerson He's the, is. Yeah, yeah. He always, and, and I hey, was, he, this is when T.O. was like, I don't want you to get any, like, taunting penalties. And I was just wolfing and wolfing and wolfing. And so they had ran this play kind of like a – like uh, I call it a jailbreak screen. So when you have linemen that can pull like Nebraska, they would generally kick out the, the corner and cut it back up, right? Well, what happened is the, the our defensive end, who I won't say, he just kept pass rushing. Like, dog, the play's over here. You kept pass rushing. So the, the ball is gone. He's trying to sack the quarterback. So Dishman's looking for work. So I slid in behind. So the way that you stop it, if you're smart, when it's blocked correctly, is you just trail the, <laughs> trail the tackle because he's going to block DP. Then you just come off and you just be making tackles, right? Well, here come Dishman and – uh, so the, the receiver kind of like twisted and then I, like, I let him go just because we weren't going all the way to the ground. And then, so as I was going back to like, which would be my left right here, Dishman got me. Here's the pro here's the bigger, bigger problem. Okay. Dishman was about three forty, Okay. But uh, not, not overweight athlete played in the league a while. Okay. The, this is when their daily Nebraskan was there, was alive in functioning somehow whoever this was got me after he hit me and i was like looked like i got ejected oh i was horizontal austin and he hit me and i was all like i was laid back boy i told dishman i said listen here man this guy's my witness i don't care i said i i'm gonna get you back and so he ended up going to the league so we're about to play arizona cardinals on a sunday night i think sunday night because, yeah, McAvicka was there. Is it a Sunday night or a third? I know it was a night game in Arizona. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to get – I'm about to rock the mic on him. You know what I mean? Because I already been going against Jamie Nails, who was like 6'6", like 360, button impressing. Just, I, was, I mean, I was just – I was literally thinking about it the whole flight. Like, I'm about to blow Dishman's out the head off. Man, I look over, the dude ain't playing. Laughing too. He a last look. He a last. He, he, he the last. Like you know, I told you you could be an inactive or gaming act. Yeah, man. He, he must have ate something bad or something. Got a little stomach ache. Ain't never get the. He looking over. Tell coach, not coach. I'm good yeah. this week. No, nah, he didn't do it. Mean. <laughs> so you get caught slipping, man. He got me, man. And you know, luckily it wasn't on video, like on you know on the internet like this. But it definitely was in Daily Nebraska, and, and I saw it, and I'll never forget it, man. I was in the over there at the training table. And everybody knew that I took that stuff. Well, I, I was prideful. 
And they knew because I because I told I chased Shevin Wiggins for a whole practice. Literally chased him for a whole practice. And Shevin was way faster than me. Whether if the play going this way and I seen Shevin, I'm going that way. Because he got me, right? He got me when he, he got me. Like I we weren't I was just running to a play and he just came and bumped me and I and he started laughing. I was like, <laughs> chase him. How does Shevin feel about being most famous for dropping a pass? Shevin? Yeah. He ain't dropped no pass. What pass did he in drop? In the end zone against Missouri? Then kicks it up? That's a great assist. What you talking about? Oh, How does he feel about that being his most famous moment? Man, that it, it, that, that should be great because you know what? Matt Davidson should be giving him residuals. Yeah, they were talking about that uh, the other night on Heart of a Husker. Sean was talking talking to, to, to him about it. He was actually bringing it up and saying, well, you know, for all of that moment, he got very little little hype it was a it without was, him it, it doesn't happen and without him flailing and kicking his legs up there's no matt davis so shevin should feel good about it he helped us well, with it frenchy fuqua is still getting was still getting paid for the immaculate catch yeah. immaculate reception but i always tell people like he's still was, getting he's still getting he was, was his family's still getting paid there was still a third down we were scored again but anyways <laughs> though so i'm sitting over at the training table austin Man, and you and back then, the the brothers would clown you, man. That you could you ha- always had to be on your p's and q's because somebody got to somebody find something, they gonna put you up on the whiteboard or do something. My man Tony Ortiz. See that there's one thing about Tony Ortiz is he was my roommate, right? And Tony Ortiz was the jokester, so I was a serious one. Tony Ortiz, and then we we lived with this this dude named um, Aaron Wills. Who just wouldn't? He just his brother can't get right. Just wouldn't do nothing right. His dad would be calling us like, "Where's Aaron? Supposed to be home?" Just Aaron was just wide open, right? See, he lived with us. We were trying to get him in the in the in the straight and narrow. That arrow was pointing all the way over to York, Nebraska. It's supposed to be in Lincoln. So Tony moves in, and we live in these apartments. So Tony think he's funny. So he knew on Sundays I like to sleep in a little bit and watch NFL football. So Tony, you know, and I get up. I was getting up at eight or whatever, and Tony wanted he put on this like Halloween mask, right? Scary mask. And he comes over to the side of <laughs> the side of my bed and wakes me up. And I get scared. And I punch him. Black eye. But me and Tony are best friends. So then Tony, you know, this happens. He comes over and he must have been watching when I was getting up and stuff. So I come back. Yeah, I get my training table. My, you know, they give it back. Then we had trays and all that other stuff. And there is the daily Nebraska sitting there, right? And everybody's looking, looking to see how I'm gonna react. <laughs> Tony's nowhere to be found. Shocker. And here, and here comes Tony. Debo, what's happening? <laughs> I was just, I mean, at that point, you gotta start laughing. But I was, I was upset about that, man. I, I was not, I was not a happy camper. So Malcolm Hartzell gonna get his get back, man. I gotta get my get back. He's still he's still plotting. No, he ain't plotting nothing because he ain't, he ain't gonna be able to get Gabe. He got you better get Nick Heinrich and them to be butting and thudding him up. Years later, do Nick's laundry for a week. Say, I got you. You get him. I look at it like this: if you, you when you playing, and it's good. Look, you you know to be honest with you, you want sometimes where the offense gets the defense, defense about, but you want the competition to be good. Cause that's where you're getting some two teams that are, you know, doing, you know, good things in all honesty, as a defensive player, you know, the running back is supposed to run him over. 
you know, me in the me in the open field against Barry Sanders because I saw Barry Sanders finally in Detroit getting getting the statue outside the stadium. Like, are you I mean? Are you kidding me? Like, how long does it take? I mean, I know this is a little tangent, but just just now you decided to put Barry Sanders, the best running back in your history, to finally the Mister Detroit. Mm-hmm. You finally decide to put a statue of him outside of Ford Field, and you didn't do it in connection to when you built that that stadium. Yeah. Like, well, okay, it's been done. Like, me and Barry Sanders in the open field. He, he 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 should be embarrassing me. He would, he would do something that I ain't never seen before. Gabe should ram ram Malcolm over, right? And mm-hmm. but in reality is, for a running back at two hundred twenty five pounds that could pick him up and put him down like Gabe to be able to do one cut and get to full speed unimpeding to our DB, that's you know whose fault that is. That's my fault. That's DP's fault if he's a tackle. It's your fault if you're an in. We need to clean that up, right? Yeah, he got clowned, and it's going to happen, though, right? Like I said, the reason why I used to go at Eddie George, there's two reasons I went at Eddie George as hard as I did. Okay, well, three, actually. This thing, I, I mean, <laughs> next thing you know, I'll start telling the story before. Number one, we all had we had the same agent, right? So it was uh, Peter Schaefer and Lamont Smith. So Lamont pretty much had all the big-time guys, Eddie George, he had Barry Sanders, um, a lot of the Broncos because they were based out of Denver. So all those guys. And then, you know, Peter was kind of like, they're a g- great partnership, right? So we went and did this kind of, Lamont used to do this thing for the agency where you, wasn't like really, a part, it was just a get together. Veterans and us, you know, rookies coming. So you nervous, you know what I mean? Look, we, you know, first of all, we worry about the combine, where we're going to get drafted. We're still in the middle of the training. And Eddie George was like, oh, you from Nebraska, huh? And I was like, yeah. You know, I was like, hey, nice to meet you, man. You know, he looked me up and down, was like, yeah, you know, I won the Heisman. I was like, oh, no. So, bro, I was thinking about something like, bro, I- I'm going to kill you, right? So then he kind of like, you know, he kind of like, you know, he big-timed me a little bit, right? And then, you know, he can't, you know, he just, he he, he, he kind of punked us. He punked me a little bit. I, you know, I'll admit it. He, he, he big-timed me and punked me some. Right, but I never forgot it though. So that's number one. So now, see, see, now it's personal. Okay, number two. He won a, a fictitious Heisman. That should be Tommy Frazier's Heisman. So now, just like Malcolm Harsog, I got to get some get back from my boy. Right, number three. Okay, which is probably the most important. All right. Um, when I was in Houston, my first year in Houston. Uh, I talk about this play sometime. Like I was going up against Benji Olsen, who's who was a big, thick old like guard. He was like Quentin Nelson, you know, not as athletically gifted, but big old physical guard. And they had another tackle from Florida named Zach Pillar. Them them two dudes thought they were like, uh, you know, who they thought they were. DP, they thought they were Hall and Nash. That's exactly who they thought they were. Makes sense that they thought, and they were, at, and they would always go to Nashville to the W or WCW. Right. So they really thought they were some tough, and they were tough dudes, right? Yeah. So they used to run this kind of like inside zone scoop block. Well, Gary Walker decides to get double scoop, so that means he absolutely did nothing. That means here comes two D one's three thirty, Zach Pillar three something. And here I am at 242, right? So I take on one. I got Benji right here. And Zach kind of, like, they kind of essentially double-teamed me. And then Zach went off and probably, you know, blocked a DB or linebacker, right? Gary Walker just went on his face. 
right? You should have seen the tape. So it looked like the, a coaching tape like no other. Here's a dumb D lineman on his face, scoop blocking to the linebacker. Well, ten, it, Nashville, Tennessee's field at that time, late in the year, um, was notoriously um, beat up and dry and, and like, kind of dusty. And I'll, I'll never forget. So we were playing a, the 3 o'clock game. So we're in the second half. So, you, you know, it's getting a little d- dark or whatever. So I'm on Benji Olsen. They ran this play. And I, I still remember. <laughs> I still remember it to this day. Got into Benji good and was in survival mode. And I was throwing him off and I slipped. And here come Eddie George. And you know what was going through my mind? Like, oh, you know what? Not here like comes. this. Not, here he comes. Full- Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Full head of steam, and it's either I got to make the tackle, but I know I'm going to get ran over. Man, when I tell you this man ran me over, DP, and you talk about hold on, one arm. He hit me, ran over, and I just luckily, and you know what is, I got shocked a little bit, and then I just reached back and grabbed. I don't know how I grabbed his foot, grabbed him, and he dragged me for like it seemed like forever. You know, like when you're back of a like a, a old wagon in, in the in the westerns, got him on the ground, and because you know my other DB Wolfman Eric, Eric Brown came over and hit him pretty hard, but then he would get up, wolfing. I mean, just stomp it, this, this, and this, and. Look at you know talking. I mean, because he ran me over, you know, and I was hot. You know, I, first of all, I'm embarrassed. So they, they end up winning that game, and I had a Nextel phone, Nextel because I liked it because it was cheap and you could always I could chirp everybody and you could talk. It was walkie talk. I had fifty voicemails, easily fifty voicemails. Dog, what happened? I seen you. I what happened? You all right? Click. Yo, Ov called me, told me what happened. You good? Click. I mean, this that. So ever since then, I was like, oh, I'm head hunting. So we played them <laughs> later on in that season. And we played them in Houston. And this is Home what turf. Yeah. Oh, it was cracking. And I knew they were gonna run it. So they ran the same play opposite. And I gotta find this picture. Eddie George is Eddie George is is running. I'm horizontal. First play of the game. <laughs> hey, he was like, Oh, you come like, yeah. It was like, I'm back, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the funny thing about it, DP in Austin, Steve Steve McNair was the quarterback. And he used to always, like, when he scored a touchdown, throw at the Q-Dogs and stuff. So I went over to Steve McNair and threw the Q-Dogs up on him. See? But you had to. So, But then ever since then, me and Eddie George went at it. I, So I'm, I'm vexed about Eddie George. As a fan... Vexed, terribly vexed, because at Ohio State, I I didn't want to give him respect at Ohio oh, State. Oh, he was a great player. Right, he was a great player. I didn't want to give him respect at but, both but, everywhere he went. But, he was but a great I did. Player. Yeah, but I did. And then what he did with the Titans, because it was him and McNair, and they made me root like they made me root for him until they got to Baltimore. And what that Baltimore defense did to him, I felt bad for him. 
I felt so, bad. No, for what Ray Lewis did to him in the AFC Championship, yep. you felt bad to him. But I'm gonna uh, tell you this about Eddie George, though. And see, this when I saw that that what Ray Lewis did, that just gave me more fuel to the fire. But he got the get back against Ray Lewis the next year mm-hmm. when he when he finished the game out with a separated shoulder. He got much respect, man. He got much respect for me. Uh, he was a great player. But T. Frazier, if you listen, I got the get back on him, man. You know, for both of us. But hey, you, as much as you laughing at Malcolm Harsha, I got I got got by Eddie George, and it was eighty eighty thousand people was like oh, 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 the whole place. They and they and they, here's the problem: just like they running in the running back room, they ran that dang play up there from every angle. The side angle, they had the side like the view of the field view. They had the behind the line of scrimmage view and the de- defensive view. Now everybody got to see that play three or four times before they run the play again because it was a first down. He got friends. He got he got ex girlfriends in 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 Minneapolis. <laughs> got <me. laughs> man. I mean, I could. I was, I remember when my cousin used to call me after the game. He was like, "Dog, what happened?" And it was just pure silence. And I just went off on him. Like, didn't you watch? Yeah, he got me. He's like, "You all right?" He's like, "Man, I just said click. I didn't call him back for like three days." He kept calling me. I was like, hey, no. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I got God. Leave me alone. Mm. Yeah, man. So, uh, Malcolm, I'm, I'm with you, my brother. I, I feel your pain. You know, you're going to get busy. I mean, I always talk about another thing, man. I'll tell you real quick, man. Antoine Randall L. <laughs> hey, former man, my, quarterback. Hey, former quarterback. My jockstrap's still up in Pittsburgh. He was zigging. I was zagging. He was zigzagging. And I was zigzagging. And for whatever reason, Vic Fangio will always want to put me on like the dudes that I shouldn't be on. Marvin Harrison, Antoine Randall L. Like, dog, come on, man. Like, you paying all these DBs and all this money, and you got me covering these dudes. So we ran this like zone blitz, and he liked to do stuff because he knew like I would be okay with doing like more. So you'd start on one side of the formation, and then I would buzz the flat on the other side of the formation. Well, he over there. So now we, I'm buzzing the flat. That's great if it's Heath Schuler or somebody like that, or like Mark Bruner, a tight end that can't do anything, or like even Jerome Bettis or somebody. That's great. There's Antoine Randoel. So we blitzing. So it was Greg Maddox then, he just dumped it off. And then, you know, my boy Joey Porter was over there because we were friends from the combine. Oh, Tommy Maddox. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, Tommy Maddox. Tommy right? Maddox. Tommy. I, was, I was trying to figure that roster. Tom Maddox. Yeah, yeah, Tommy yeah. Maddox. And it, it, it I can't. So he wanted me to drop with depth, then come out of come with depth. Came down with depth. Thought I was gonna kill grass. He was. He. I mean, it looked like his head was going away one way. The body was going another. The feet went over. I just kept running. Joy Porter was like, "Dog, what happened?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like, "Foreman, he got you." I was like, I looked back and I was like, "Yeah, he got me." You know what I'm saying? Oh, I just kept it running. You know, just kept it moving. Look, run away from the scene of the crime, hey, man. man. You never. Hey, Sideline is yeah. that way. You, know? you ain't going to Look, you can have my drag strap. You ain't going to have my ACLs out there yeah. on Heinz Field, man. But uh, story time, J4 with DP. We're going to go to a break and come right back, man. Embarrassing moments, but it's all good. It's part of the game. We'll be right back. Back to old school with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hey, um, man, this thing right here, we're going in the break, but I was reading this article right here is, uh, 
No, did you see the thing about Noah Polar Gates? Talking yeah, about why he transferred. What What did he say? Said Matt Rule. He said it was a good conversation with Matt Rule. Matt Rule told him to go be great and be a star player. Just you know, obviously somewhere else goes. Or Polar Gates said the Lobos and the Huskers run the same version of three three five. He said it's the exact same defense blitz and everything. The only thing is different is that the verbiage and the terminology they use. So I love him in the time in Nebraska five tackles. He initially entered the transfer portal in late April. It's pretty good, though. Look, man, that's one thing you say. Coach, be honest with you. Go be great. It's not going to work out here. And, he's, and he found a nice little home. Comfortable. He seems to like it. All of his social media engagement seems to, seems to say. He's wearing he's, number three. Seems to feel like he's in a good spot. He'll get on the field. I Austin, mean, you know. if you if you were playing football, what number would you wear? I would. You wear J.J. Reddick's. You look like a J.J. Reddick type of dude. When you play football, you look like you'd be a corner or a safety and give everybody the business afterwards. You look like I, I, a, here, like I, a John I Lynch. Yeah. That's that's you. Yeah. you, you, John Lynch. Quarterback skinny, underthrew him by 10 yards. You skinny version of John yeah. Lynch. Yeah. John Lynch. Was, you know, yeah. you know who he is from the Redskins? Brad Edwards. Yeah. Cause Brad was Mark Br- Murphy. Yeah. Mark Murphy. That's you. Mark Murphy. You got some homework. And now he's, he's yeah, and now he's Mark Murphy. He's 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 a, he's a leader in, in at college athletics. Uh, he in a little trouble right right about now. They coming after him a little bit. Mark, he both him and Brad, like both of them are are are, are collegiate athletic directors. But so, Mark Murphy's with the 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 uh, players association. No, he's with Isn't Green he? Bay. I thought he's is he Bay. the president? Yeah. GM? Yeah. But they he they on him from the stuff he did when he was in college. Yeah, and it was let's say that's why the college reference and then Brad Edwards was with George Mason. Actually, yeah. he was working alongside of Daryl Green at George Mason University Athletics. That's Austin right there. You look the answer like... to you though is either three, five, or seven. Why? Uh five's always been my favorite number. What's three? Three's just cool. And seven. Seven just cool. It's a good football points. number. Yeah. And we're three in baseball. I wore three in baseball. What would you do if you was a DB though? If I was a defensive back, back. Well, I would. I still would have wore. I still would have wore twenty six. I would have wore twenty six. I the semi pro uh, league, the flag league. You know, folks go and play just to get out there. Um, it was a national level league, and I ended up playing safety, and I loved it because I I thought like a wide receiver. I'm like, okay, what are they trying to do? Oh, I'm just going to run the route better right. than he do. Right. Because <laughs> uh, they, my high school coach would never let me play defense. He's like, look, you're going to get 30 touches. He's like, no, you, we need you. You need you just chill. Just chill. And I would have been our best corner. There's no question I'd have been our best corner. But he was like, nope. You, you kick returns, punt returns. You're going to run some. You're going to catch some passes. You're going to block a lot. Yeah, just leave that defense alone. I feel you, man. You let Ron Brown bring you here, you'd be cut blocking. That's – that's we ran the like wishbone. Like, VJ, VJ was cut blocking. Yeah, we ran the wishbone. When you were tight end, he was cut blocking. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, though. VJ was – he used to try to be physical, though. I, I but, can but, see but, that. But the thing about VJ, though, here's the thing about VJ that was so good about VJ. He would always get practice cracking. Talking. And that's it, because you know you had to be on your P's and you had to be on your P's and Q's. Because when VJ got on you, he was relentless. So you and then he'd be the dude you we wanted to chase for two or three weeks. I, I would have nicknamed. I have a feeling if I had known him in college, I'd have nicknamed him the Junkyard Dog. VJ was VJ when he went to tight end. I think Junkyard he, he, Dog he was physical. He did his thing. Yeah, like it's like every dog needs a bone to chew on. 
That's for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. For sure. Hey, Rashawn used to talk a lot of noise. Him and him and Farley. We I, all I, did. I have no. But doubt. we did it. We did it in good taste, though. Why? Because you had an overseer. You had a dude looking over, like he peeking over the fence with that with that bullhorn. Like them we stairs. did, it, we did it for all. He had to do was say stairs. <laughs> we did it for we did it for each other though. But Rashawn would get get practice cracking. Run the state, run the stadium, run the stadium. He would keep practice live though. So y'all had a good run. That that's that's yeah. And the fact that you're still brothers to this day that 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 speaks volumes. Yeah, when you go through the grind together, man, you, you ain't got no choice but to be close. <laughs> you ain't got no choice. Either we gonna do this, or we are individually, we are not gonna be successful. Well, y'all, y'all got along, and you won. That's yeah. that other part matters. We got along, we fought each other, but come Saturdays, it was one, all for one, one for all. Yeah. Good show today. Story time. Tiburon tomorrow. Tiburon, it's on and popping from ten to six. We're we're broadcasting from Tiburon, the first one, the first annual Big Red Brunch golf outing. Tiburon in Omaha. Mm -hmm. Come one, come all. You can still support. You mm -hmm. can come out and hang out with us. And, and you uh, can donate, too. You, you can, can donate out. and uh, pick up some autographs, take pictures, and yeah. all that stuff, man. So uh, we'll be up there from 9 o'clock in the morning to, to 6 at night. That's it. Long that's it. That's it. That's nine hours. Long good day. We're going to be there. Jay Foreman, DP Austin, we signing off. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.